previously on the Infinite Escape Room. What flavor is it? Pie flavor. I'll, I'll put mine between my thighs. W- was this the script? Also, I'm thirsty. I'm out of beer. Where's my beer? Anybody else got a bright idea? Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling, puzzling, piddling, poddling, paddling, puddling. He's broken, he's broken, call text support. Paddling, puddling, puzzling, puddling cost. Where a bunch of geographically diverse pals, chums, friends, and bopla boops come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I am Michael Riggedy, Diggity, Figgity, Foggity, Biggity, Boggity, Slim Shady, Mike Collins. I've taken some special pills I found in the cab, and I am now wide awake. And also, <laughs> the devil's sitting next to me in the cab, and he's telling me some cool things. And I'm drinking, um, I've moved on now to, having consumed everything else in the house, a delicious lost lager. It's uh, Brewdog's um, uh, sort of, you know, bog-standard pilsner. But I changed the recipe on it quite recently, actually, and um, I think it is vastly improved for it. It's a very refreshing, clean lager. It's not quite a session lager, but it's a good lagery lager, um, and I very much enjoy it. And joining me at the end of this fine, dark, long evening, we have I'm Jamie, and I'm still drinking the same glass of water that I've been drinking for the past month, squeezing every single <laughs> drop out, and it's gotten warm and tepid, but it, it's all I've got. It's gone green. <laughs> ben, Ben, it's you. I know, I was pouring my new drink. <laughs> Ooh, ben has a new drink. Well, guys, stop the press. It's week four, and Ben has finally, finally finished his garden of hope. Take it away, Ben. Uh, I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and uh, this week I am drinking a Samuel Smith's Imperial Stout. Uh, oh, nice. It? Chin chin. Not bad. It's, it actually tastes ever so slightly off. Um, I bought this before Christmas, so I suspect um, it may have gone slightly past its best. Oh. But it's still uh, very palatable. And I am John, and I am for the first time in a long while. Uh, onto my second drink of the evening and not yet asleep because I'm a grown up now. Uh, I'm on the Millionaire's Milk Stout from the Wild Beer Company. Uh, I have to say, uh, this is settling in rather well. It really is. Um, milk stouts can be just a little bit rich and a bit much after a while, but I'm really enjoying this one. It's um, it's lovely. So before we begin, we would just like to thank our patrons for their continued fabulous glorious supports and I in particular would like to thank two of our patrons specifically uh, and they are Lily and Colin Walker hey guys you're pretty cool thanks so much for helping us out and for keeping the show on the metaphoric road every single person driving a car with this <laughs> as their audio has now fallen asleep and killed their what? entire family oh my what? word have I have I gone snoozy like Right, Mike, I think what you need to do is go and and drink a half-calf coffee <laughs> that's all the way up to half-calf, and that will, will probably oh, John, you don't want me on half-calf. It'll be worth it. will be on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> if you could drink half a calf of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> One more try. <clears throat> so before we begin, I'd just like to thank our patrons for their continued fabulous, wonderful support, and in particular, I would like to give a very special, special shout-out to two in particular those are lily and colin 
Thanks very much, guys. You are pretty damn cool. Thanks so much to you for both helping to keep the show uh, on the internet, online, and in everybody's metaphysical ear space. But anyway, before that, what is the Inferno Escape Room? In fact, before before that, full disclosure, we have been recording for several hours at this point because we are doing all of our July episodes in one big death march of an episode. Um, And at this point, I am pretty drunk. And (laughs) I've also foolishly agreed to do the hosting last. So apologies (laughs) in advance for any words that may bleed into one another. It may sound like a slur, but actually you'll find that it's beat poetry by other means. Anyway, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it is like any other escape room that you may be cool and familiar with because, you know, you're, you're cool. You know what's going on in the world cool dude uh but anyway this one this one's different because it reaches across all known themes retail parks and dimensions it's like all of doctor who compressed into a single point in space and spread out infinitely and because it is infinite there is no end every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure that goes on and on and on and on until all of us have passed on but still the escape room persists um until the hard drive that we're on rot um, and then finally the memory of us dies as our gravestones weather and soon we are just dust but anyway for the month of july we are heading off on our holidays we're on our holidays when we're listening to this we're probably on our holidays ben's probably having a lovely beer jamie's probably having some more water john's probably late for something um screw you <laughs> i was on time against you're the a odds. day late um, <laughs> It's true. And a dollar short. So rather than presenting you a whole massive escape room for each week, each of us have come together to present a mini escape room, which we'll be releasing each week. And this is the fourth and final one. The mini series is set in the same location each week. It is a cool and groovy beach hut, and we will each be presenting a puzzle in turn. And if we don't escape within 15 minutes, then terrible bum smelly things shall befall us and if we break anything we shall lose our deposit and i am being a tyrant here and imposing our deposit and our deposits this week is the beautiful and incredible sandra bullock <laughs> okay she's come yeah. up twice I'll, now in two episodes. also make she's a person not a deposit oh <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean wow i there's a load of people out there nodding their heads right now in solidarity <laughs> I uh yeah damn that's a damn, weird pickup maybe. line. Hello there, gorgeous. <laughs> You're a right deposit. <laughs> Slap. Want to be on? A, yeah, that's um, yeah. I'd put you in the bank. I, I mean, where would you? Damn, Jamie, you've given me a lot to it? think about, Jamie. I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking a lot of my <laughs> uh, school. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so uh, yeah, in which case, I guess um, our deposit this week is probably just me being a terrible person. <laughs> Mike's Mike's flaws? Yeah. So this week's deposit are Mike's flaws. Whatever you do, don't break them. Don't don't go smashing things in that puzzle that might somehow make us lose Mike's I mean, I could never lose Sandra Bullock. Um she's a terrible deposit because if anything happened to her. Um Oh I really something. Say it. <clears throat> anyway. No, no, Ben's going to do what Ben does in Edison. Let's put a soundtrack to me <laughs> and, and let it play out in full some sort of inappropriate orchestral yeah, number. I hope, it's, I hope it's something cheerful. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, are we ready? Oh, yes. Yes. By your command. Let us re-enter the infinite escape room.
Previously in our holiday mini-series, we had taken a first-class flight to a warm, sunny, beautiful land. After finding out that we couldn't get into the hotel yet, we had walked to the beach, and John had shortchanged the gentleman who had escorted us to a beach hut and locked us in it. There were four whimsical padlocks locking the door for some reason. We have so <laughs> far found the gas safety safe key, the sick key, and the kefir. There is one padlock left remaining and one item in the room that we had not yet inspected. That is a ship in a bottle. Gentlemen, what would you like to do? Inspect that damn bottle. And that's my puzzle. So you see the decorative vessel within a vessel sat on top of an otherwise empty shelf. And you can see that it's a semi-faithful replica of the Inferno, the pirate ship that was featured in the 1986 cinematic masterpiece, The Goonies though it looks as if they were trying their best to avoid being sued by Warner Brothers because it's got the name Unfurlo written on the brass nameplate at the front. Uh, looking at the bottle, you can see that it's floating in a dark red liquid and the lip of the bottle has got a cork stuck in it. Unbeknownst to you, and for some reason you all get the same sense that you've got about 15 minutes to find the key within the ship in a bottle. Your time starts now. Gentlemen, what would you like to do first? That's the best excuse for a time I've heard Ever. <laughs> Unbeknownst to you, there is a timer. <laughs> it starts now. Very Unfurlo good. Unfurlow feels very topical and possibly mm. not to do with sales, but something to do with Sunak, perhaps. Oh, dear. Um, oh yes. Very good. Unfurlow. Um, could we fish the bottle out of the red liquid? Uh, well, the, the, the red liquid is inside the bottle, so it's shipping bottle. And it's sort of on this red liquid. Can I get the cork off? You can. So as you pick up the bottle, you can see that it looks just like a normal pirate galleon. How, sorry, how, how big are we talking? It's is this of, like, you know, know, like a wine bottle? Yeah, or? it's wine bottle-ish. You're bog standard. Okay, Jamie, it looks like you're, you're just holding It's like one of, one, of, <laughs> one, of Ben's, one of Ben's Ho Gardens, plus a little bit more. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Cool. Standard <laughs> bottle. wine bottle kind of size. So yeah, so it's a... Sure. The ship looks like a, like a pirate galleon. It's got a foremast at the front and then a mainmast behind it. Its sails are all rolled up and tied up with string. There's a crow's nest, a helm. There's like cannons on uh, each side. There's a figurehead at the bow of the ship of a rather shaggy-looking dog. You, you pick it up, and as you handle the bottle, the liquid starts to slosh around and onto the deck of the ship. And you also hear a faint rattling coming from inside the bottle. There's a key in there. John, you said you wanted to, to try and pull the cork. I did, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so you give the cork a good old-fashioned yank, and after some effort, it does remove itself from the bottle with a satisfying... Nice sound effect. Who needs a Foley artist? That, that, uh, that saved Ben like quarter of an hour, genuinely. <laughs> you, you, I could do a couple more in different, like, emotions, if you like. If you would, that would just... Oh, oh give, give, give me rage. <laughs> Melancholy. <laughs> when you turn the cork over... Uh, you see the image of an open eye burned into the side of the cork that was inside the bottle. That's not concerning at all. Oh, no. As you open the, the, the cork, an air of vanilla, raspberry and plum wafts into your nostrils, and you, you realise that the liquid inside the bottle is actually Infinite Escape Room Vino of Choice, 19 Crimes. Not a sponsor. Hey! Wouldn't mind it if you were. Thank you, please. Please. <laughs> you now have an uncorked bottle of wine with a shot. So it was no. uh, vanilla, raspberry and... Uh, vanilla, raspberry and a plum. Just consider those to be nasal set dressing. Okay, I, 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 I remembered the um at the end and, and wasn't sure if you said rum. Uh, I was then slightly <laughs> confused that we were talking about wine. <laughs> and 10 points for the phrase nasal set dressing, which I guarantee has never been uttered before in the history of all mankind. Uh, ben, you've been very quiet um, for the last 10 minutes. Um, well, that was because we were waiting for you to get through the intro. <laughs> oh, that'll be why then. Oh, Ooh, I zing. Mean, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's right. It's right. <laughs> um, this eye, it's just the mm -hmm. one eye. 
Just, uh, yeah, a single open eye burned into the, the one side of the cork that was facing inside the bottle. Is um, is the, okay. the bit around the pupil uh, coloured at all? I can't remember what it's called. Um, it is, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just... What colour is the, it? Just black, as if someone's like, okay. burned into oh, it's it. Oh, burned in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, so black is a colour. Okay. Oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rainbow colour. Hi-oh! <laughs> <laughs> Call back all to back. episode one, folks. <laughs> Dulux Noir. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so having got the cork off mm-hmm. and had a little sip on the 19 crimes, very delicious, um, appropriate that it would be for a ship in a bottle. Can, um, presumably I can't stick my finger in and kind of fish anything out. You can't, your fingers don't reach that far into the bottle. Okay, are there any like strings accessible or anything like that? Nothing, all you have is the bottle itself, that's with a ship and wine. Can I shake it out? You certainly can. Um, the the wine... Give it a really good... You know. Yeah, the, the wine does risk spilling out, so you could drink it or just tip it on, onto the floor. It's up to you. I'm just, I'm just going to drink it. I don't think we should give it to Mike. Oh, he, he's had hi. enough. Um, Certainly. But, uh, and, um, and you're on the water, and, and Ben is in to a second lovely beer, so I will drink the wine. <laughs> Stupendous. So you upend the bottle, spilling the precious red, red vino into your gaping maw. Your taste buds are immediately assaulted by a copious amount of salt in the wine and you spit it out. It looks like someone wanted to go for that authentic seawater taste. But among the small puddles of vino on the floor is a long pair of tweezers that narrowly miss taking a one-way trip down your gullet. Wow. That's a very lucky pair of that tweezers because was... I've seen John eat. That was... <laughs> <laughs> like the seagulls could learn okay. things from watching John eat. Strategy. Okay, so we've got tweezers. I mean, the obvious thing is to stick them in the bottle and then try and... Well, try we should and... unfurl the yeah. sails. We should try and unfurlow the sails. Ah. Unfurler, yes, very good. So we should uh, put uh, the tweezers in through the neck of the bottle and see if we can twiddle the sails, the front, uh, the foremast sails specifically. Sure. Uh, yes. No, no. Start with the aft and then and then work forward. Otherwise, you won't be able oh, to yeah. reach them. Uh, you can you can reach both in this scenario. Um, okay. So you use little tweezers to pinch at the string holding the foresail and mainsail in place. Give them a gentle tug. Majestically, they unfurl. However, they don't look that majestic. Both of them seem to have been a victim of battle at some point. They're, they're torn, they're riddled with cannon holes. But what does remain of the tattered fabric shows some rather lovely fleur-de-lis motifs, which I will put into the chat and will be in the show notes. Oh, goodness me. Oh, wow. Okay, oh, so uh, we've got uh, two pictures. One is the mainsail and one is the foresail. The mainsail, um, so you've got the mast coming out from the bottom and then the sail kind of hanging off the top and down. It's it's ragged at the bottom, so it looks like it's been torn at the bottom of the sail. And there is one, two, three, four, five, six fleur de leaves uh, on it, which is the French kind of three-leaved symbol. The three on the left are in a kind of triangle formation. Then towards the right of the sail, there's two next to each other. And then on the top right, there is a sixth. Someone else described the foresail. The uh, foresail is... Um slightly slightly below or sort of halfway up well, slightly more than halfway up the the the, the poly thing mast, mast. it's a mast, mast. oh my god <laughs> the poly <laughs> i do computers not votes um, um it's a ship and- ben it's a ship i do both <laughs> <laughs> a lot of um, water folk right now that are spitting up their tea um, the sail is uh, ripped along the top, and it too has two fleur-de-lis, one in the bottom right and one uh, just left of centre, or also along the bottom. Uh, but this one also sports four cannon holes. There is a cannon hole to the bottom left, to the left of the uh, rightmost fleur-de-lis, one slightly above it, and uh, one above the slightly left of centre fleur-de-lis. Jumped around a little bit there. So I'm looking at these two images and I'm thinking you could almost sort of stitch them together. I was thinking that too. 
Because you, if you overlaid them, uh, by my reckoning, you would get a line of four fleur-de-lis across the bottom row. If you were to look th- through the mm. holes, if you were to put the two sails over the top of each other and look through the holes, you'd potentially you would. get four fleur-de-lis uh, along the bottom row. Although I'm not sure what the significance of said is. You're right. You're definitely right. Uh, no, it wouldn't be four. Maybe. Uh, well, it would It would depend. So the four cell is in front, as in closer to us than the, than the main cell, right? That's correct. Then it would be four. Then it would be four. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Hmm. Uh, can we reach anything else with the tweezers? You the, the tweezers are the, the entire length of the ship, so you could interact with the crow's nest, the helm, the cannons. Um, we fire the cannons. You can indeed look at the cannons. Eee! Sorry. Uh, Sorry so you see that each side of the ship has three cannons mounted onto six deep horizontal grooves that are cut into the decking. So there's three on the on the left, three on the right. There's grooves then going across that the cannons sit inside. Why did Jamie not get told off for calling it left and right, not port and starboard? <laughs> because I would probably mess it up. <laughs> and it's my puzzle, and in this universe, those terms don't exist. <laughs> but unfurlough is a thing. Okay, so three cannons on the side with grooves going into the middle. So is that when the cannons have kind of recoiled as they've fired and... um. Uh, been sort of moved into the ship. Yes, yeah, so you um, you can interact with them with the tweezers. You find that they can settle into one of three positions and they sort of click when you move them across. So you can slide each cannon towards their respective decks on the far edge of the ship. And you can also slide them right into the centre of the ship where the masts are. And then there's a, a point then halfway between those two. So each each cannon effectively has a left, a middle and a right position that they can be put into. Okay. Oh, shit. So I'm noticing that there are three cannons on either side. There's also um, three either fleur-de-leaves. Oh, actually, on the foresail, between the fleur-de-leaves and the uh, cannon holes, there are three on each side. On the left side, there's two holes and one fleur-de-leaves. On the right side, there's two holes and one fleur-de-leaves. So I wonder if the, the combination of the flurry things and the cannon holes is some kind of clue as to where we have to put the cannons? Oh, possibly, yeah. But I'm not sure if we should go for the main sail, which obviously just has six, or the four sail. Should we try and collect any missing information first? Because we've not looked at the crow's nest yet, have we? Mm. Can we take a look at the crow's nest? True, true, true. Yeah, the crow's nest, you can rotate it with the tweezers. Nothing really happens. Um, Nothing of importance happens. The helm? Um, A similar thing. You can sort of steer the ship, but nothing really happens there. Um, The big shaggy dog on the front of the ship, the, the bow even. Uh, in an alternative universe. Anything significant about that? You can't really do anything with it. Um, there's a tiny bit of give at the front, but it, you can't tweeze it. A tiny bit of give. Uh, what, what is the dog made out of? Um, wood, the same thing as the ship. Oh, it should be made out of bark. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you have three that and a half your minutes idea. left. Oh, that geez. was your idea. <laughs> okay, so, Jamie, might I assume that we, 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 we have everything. Yes, you do. Okay, it's got to be something to do with the cans and the flood leaves then. Okay, so the force sail. I wonder if, it, if we'd have to do two things in combination. So, so it's a one thing and then another thing. So the force sail on the port side, which is the left side. Left to us or to the ship? Oh, ah, so, haha. So mm, it would be right to us. Okay, Jamie, yeah. I, need, I need to answer. Um, are, are we looking at the sails from we're facing the bow and looking towards the ship or is it looking from behind the ship forward? you are face the neck of the bottle is the front of the ship and you are looking down the front okay. of the ship so the foresail then the mainsail okay so let's go with left and right as we see mm-hmm. not port and starboard yeah. as the ship would would kind of have it so on the left side at the foresail we've got the one cannon hole on the far left then the fleur de leave in the middle and above it another cannon hole so i wonder if the 
on that side of the ship, the oof, the nearest cannon goes out, the middle cannon goes in, and the third cannon goes out. I don't know. When you so out, do you mean so uh, the first so the first cannon goes to the the deck on the left? Oh, hang on, no, no, no. So that so uh, no, I think I've got it. So the first cannon goes uh, right up to the gunwale of the ship, right up to the edge of the ship. Okay. The second and third cannon go right in as far as they could to the middle, the center of the ship. Okay, so you've done that on the left hand side of the ship. There are still three of the on cannons. Right inside of the ship. It would be the first cannon, uh, which is the fleur to leave in this case, as far to the up to the gun, to the edge of the ship. And then the second two cannons, I think just one slot further in. So you do that, nothing happens. You are on the right track. I can give you a steer if you like. Yes, please. So on the cork, you had that image of an eye burned into the, the one side of the cork that was facing toward the mm. neck of the bottle. So that image was facing in. So you look down the neck of the bottle... And it should give you the... Well, then we're back to the four fleurs of leaves, aren't we? Uh, so if oh. you... Like... Oh, so between holes uh, between holes and actual fleur de leaves, we've actually got six items there, haven't we? Along the bottom row. Because there's two holes and four... Uh, oh, there isn't four fleur de leaves, is there? Shit, there's six. Mike, yeah, what were you going to suggest? Probably about sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, no, so I guess what I'm thinking is... If we consider the mainsail and the foresail as a single image, which is giving us a map of mm. where the canons sit, but we assume that the middle of the foresail is obscuring the middle of the mainsail, then that gives yeah. us some positions. That gives us six. It does. It does I mean, yeah. I'm going to need somebody else to articulate six. them because of fear. So on the left-hand side then, if we combine the mainsail and the foresail, look straight down them, we would see, okay, so... The right, so foresail comes before us, so we would see a fleur de leave on the far left and in near to the center, and then above that, we would see blank space. Okay, can we okay, Jeremy, can we move on the left hand side of the ship? Um, the rearmost cannon to the center, mm -hmm. the next in cannon to the far right of the ship. Um, the next in oh, yeah, cannon right. to the centre. Um, the next cannon along to there's, the There's only three cannons middle. on each side. I guess I'm thinking front middle and then uh, one on the far right and one on the far left. Um, you put those into those positions and nothing happens. Buggeration. Um, you, earlier, Mike, you, did, you were on the right track when I mentioned about the cork and the eye. Looking down the sausage gives you <laughs> sausage. You want to down the neck. You want to look into the squint into the bottle. So yeah, if I if I if I sort of put my eye right down the, the neck of the bottle and stare, what do I see? So you squint into the ne neck of the bottle, look down the sails, and you find that you can see through the hose of the foresail to the mainsail behind it. Mm. You take your eye from the bottle and realize that some funny bastard has lined the rim of the bottle in ink, so giving you a rather hilarious black circle around your eye and making you look like a bit of a pillock. <laughs> um, but what you do get is that you can see the combined sails, which I will post in the chat. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, you fucker. Fuck you fucker. Um, it will be in the show notes as well. This is this is me in the airport and the grid again. There you go. Ah, sausages. Oh, I wasn't far off with my cannon placement. You were close. Um, I was just too drunk. So uh, to the left of us, the uh, rearmost cannon, can we take that to the middle position? Uh, yep. And the next to the innermost positions. And yep. the cannons to the right of us, can we ha have the um, 
furthest one away and the closest one very much to the uh, edge of the ship and the middle one uh, to the middle position, please. Um, as you move that last cannon into position, you hear a faint whirring sound as the canine figurehead at the front of the prow drops its head and hangs there loosely. Can I tweeze out a key You from in its jaws? You certainly try. You use the tweezers to pull gently on the figurehead, and as you pull, you notice something attached to the head that glints as it catches the light. You extract the dog head from the bottle to find an ornate key that's become pitted through years of submersion in salted wine. Congratulations, you have found the salty key dog. Hey, and you have solved good. my puzzle. Yeah, Mike, you you had um yeah you mentioned looking down the neck of the bottle, but then you quickly went on to looking at trying to combine the sails yourself and went in a different rabbit it's hole. It's one of those it's one of those tricky things where you you're you're trying to judge at what point the team has inspected the thing to the level to which you required them to inspect it, yeah. and at what point they're just looking at it. <laughs> um, it's a, an issue we've often faced, I think, in in the with the audio format that when you say look at something, how much am I allowing you to see? Yeah. The uh, the eye threw me. I, I was convinced that you were going to do like an eye sort of. Um, oh, uh, very thing. good. Yeah. I was almost like waiting for another I, eye. I love that your brain is wired that way. I love it. <laughs> oh. But I wish I wish I could see the world as puns. It must be such a just a wonderful way to see the world. Sometimes it's punishment. Ah! Oh! <laughs> 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 oh, Ben! <laughs> The best thing. Oh, I'm so happy this is the last episode of the series. Like, there's going to be some listener who's listened to all four and has made their way to this and it's just like, oh, such payoff. Oh, I don't know. I think that might have might have had somebody onto the edge of the bridge that I created and then he thinks, actually, I won't do it and then punishment comes on. And no, no, I was right all along. Off oh, we go. That, that's tickled me. I like that. <laughs> Very well done. And well done, Jamie. Cracking. That was really good. No, Jamie, like you yeah, said, some visual excellent mechanical puzzlers. Always, like Jamie, your puzzles are always just like like good puzzles that would also work IRL, um, as yes. opposed to relying on seagull sick physics. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> I was a little worried about um, Jamie going last because your puzzles are fantastic, and we've all been drinking, and you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm not sure I want to ask you of this, but oh god, the can is empty. Can can you? You bet, yes, sweet you tits, I can. Take us home, Mike. <laughs> okay, we take the gas safety safe key, the sick key, the kefir, and the salty key dog. We turn them into their respective whimsical padlocks, and the beach hut door clicks open, and we burst out into the fresh air, and we escape outside as the gentleman who originally locked us in, but Ben chases him away with a banana. Um, which might have been in the hamper. No, an avocado. Ben pelts him with avocados from the hamper and he buggers away. And where he was standing, we find our lovely swimming costumes. Mine is a cool set of awesome shorts. Ben's is a cool Victorian one piece. Jamie's is a kind of fruity scuba gear. And John's is a thong. And we can frolic in the sea and the sand having a lovely summer holiday time. We've got delicious um, Mexican Spanish beers with bits of lime in them. Um, having a yummy... I could carry off a, a thong. Yummy, you probably could, actually, John. You've got the body of a fucking... <laughs> anybody who's ever seen John, even partially naked, will know that he's got the body of some sort of Greek god. It's not really fair as well, because you see him eat, and he eats like some sort of starving dog. Like, not even like a starving dog in a house, but one you'd see in an alley outside a restaurant. 
who just kind of like dives into. I've seen him eat off the floor. Anyway, um, <laughs> my floor, and I know what's happened on that. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yes, and we frolic and we have a lovely time, and there's celebration and. Nobody gets food poisoning, and we all have a wonderful <laughs> summer holiday. And we hope you've had a lovely summer holiday too. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and as ever, we really rather hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it is a big help in us reaching new audiences. Uh, and as mentioned oft, we are also on Patreon. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to the patreon.com slash the escape room where you can get access to episodes a week early, have your name mentioned on the show, uh, get unedited episodes and more. But anyway, we love you so very, very, very much. We hope you've had a lovely summer and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Tatty bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.